you know, what, uh, I mean, what are we, yes, it, it is true. What are we talking about? Are we talking about <laughs> goals here? I, I, th I think we're all talking about life goals, you know what I mean? Right. Um, here I am. I, I don't think we're talking about music and aesthetics necessarily. We're talking about, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about rap. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> that being said, let me decode what Rory said. <laughs> I know I'm a little late getting this uh, podcast up. For those of you listening to this in the future, in the distant future, you don't give a fuck because it's been up. It's up. It's up. Well, it's up. If you're anyone who's hearing it now, it's up. Uh, I, I was touring this weekend, did a couple of shows, did uh, like a, a college show at SUNY Purchase in uh, Middle State, New York. Uh, that I thought that went pretty well. Long drive. For that, and then we, we we picked up a show in Lancaster, PA. So we did those two two concerts o over the weekend, and uh, it was it's a lot of driving just for those two shows. It was like a day out and a day back, and then you know some some uh, drives in between. So yeah, a little tiring, but worth it. Definitely worth it, and uh, it's always good to get out and remember that I am getting a little bit tired of singing old songs maybe uh and feeling how to explain this that uh, there's a certain pessimism i was just talking to somebody about this last night but there's a certain pessimism um that my old catalog has or maybe my catalog to date actually has that i'm trying to divorce myself from i'm trying to be a positive person I'm trying to be um, grateful to be alive and just soak in joy as opposed to, uh, you know, the, the, the comedically pessimistic character that, that I've played over the years. And it's become a comfortable uh, trope. Uh, for myself to use uh, uh, one of uh, the words that Reagan uses in this um, episode that's bus driver uh, for myself so I, I've gotten used to that and, I, and I've fallen into that habit while writing but I want to be more uh, worshipful of, of, uh, of things and I, I don't mean in a religious way I just mean um, to to uh, pronounce joy in the glory of, of, of what is. I, I want to bask in the glory of, of what is and accept myself as something that is and uh, doesn't need anything else but, uh, but what he has. How's that sound? Easier said than done. Of course, every day is a struggle. Every day is a struggle, but, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I don't want to keep singing the stuff that, that has the darkness in it that, that pushes me back down into that or tamps that into my system somehow, you know, that, that, that trains my cells to think in, 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 in those uh, cancerous directions, okay? I don't want that. I want the 
crystalline beauty of you know the sun glowing through the trees in a, in a midsummer's day which is why I, I'm going to Florida in December, baby. So you're going to find me down there. I'm doing a little tour with Astronautilus and Bluebird. The sun is going to be out. You're going to come and check us out. Concert in Atlanta on December 16th. December 17th is Pensacola. December 18th is the other one, Jacksonville. December 19th, Orlando. December 20th is in Tampa. Short little tour, but it's going to be well needed for me to get out of the cold for a bit and uh, get down there and hang with those homies. So come and hang with us at the show. It's, it's chill. You come and you can actually like just sit and talk to us at the merch table as long as nobody else is trying to buy some stuff. So it's, it's very uh, hands-on, I'll say that, um, my approach with, with that whole thing. So, yeah, man, come and see us there. Today on this show... Uh, I have Bus Driver and Milo, Hellfire Club, okay, uh, who I, I really like the Hellfire Club guys, my goodness. Uh, the only other one that I really know is Mike Eagle, but I've, I've done a couple of these long conversations with him, one for my podcast, one for his podcast, and uh, he's a great guy too. So the, yeah, this is, this is a good bunch of dudes, man. This is a real good bunch of dudes. I really enjoyed this conversation. I just listened to it now um, as I was editing it, and we we jump around to, of course, a lot of different subjects, but uh, I think we, we do some good dissection. Okay, I've got to go because I, I got I to gotta slap this up together and then, and then uh, let it run while I go to yoga. That's right. I'm trying to stay fit. I, haven't, I skipped my Jeet Kune Do yesterday because I had diarrhea and I didn't feel like I wanted to be in there with the churning stomach, right? Yeah, no one wants that. But uh, today, yoga, and I'll, I'll be back at it. I'll be back, I'll be back at it. You can do it tomorrow night, right? And some, some punching and crunching. All right, let's get into this conversation with Milo and Bus Charlie. All right, you guys wanted to sit down here? Ah. Um, okay, so I'm sitting here with Milo and Bus Driver. Uh, second time I've had Reagan on the podcast. And uh, first time I've had Rory on the what podcast. And uh, we are in Burnett Woods, Cincinnati, Ohio, Clifton. Uh, you know, it's a nice, beautiful day, right? Beautiful. Yeah. Indeed. So you got? Are you guys like midway through the tour? How far? How far are you through the situation? Uh, it's almost past midway. I don't know. I've stopped. Yeah, uh, I have no sense. Of I that. stopped paying attention. I uh, we're definitely in the middle of the country, so I think that's a good indication of progress. <laughs> right, and you came from the west of the country. Came from the west, yeah. Hit the east. Ended up in the middle. And yeah. now we're oh, you the already middle. hit the east. Yeah. Okay, so you're on your way back. Yeah, we're on. Yeah. Well, that it, that would indicate that uh, you're more than halfway through. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I started uh, playing mid last month in in Europe. Started in Finland, and here we are. And it's been really super tight and a super great. String of so events. You, I see. So you've been, you did Europe first. Yeah, I did some dates in Europe, and then just to work out the set, and came here with all the boys, with all the homies. And what did you end up 
doing for the set? Do you have a, do you have a band at all, or is it no? It's solo. Because you had talked about the idea of possibly having some yeah. a couple other guys with you. Yeah, well, I, I brought my my buddy Kenny Siegel with me. The guy who I just met. Yeah, my my engineer and producer extraordinaire and old buddy, and he, uh, you know, me and him just pounded out on machines, four fours, and uh, and. Can you whatnot. say that again? You and him pounded it out. Can you say that? We pounded out. We 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 pounded out. Yeah, you know, sans homo. I mean, pro pro homo, but yeah. uh, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, me and Kenny just give it a give it a whirl. There's there's no band per se, but there's a band mentality employed. Right. <laughs> okay. And what about you, Milo? What's 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 your set feel like? Um, my set feels. I try I try to make the stage my bedroom at this point. Okay. So it's just uh, it's like a lot of janky gear, but um, it's working out well. Just pedals and and yeah, pedals and like a little Yamaha mixer and an SP four hundred four and trinkets and shit. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the first time I met you, uh, oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about for a second because it was so random. Um, I was up at the Northside Tavern, yeah. uh, this little bar, by, like right by my house, mm-hmm. and uh, I was—I don't remember why I was there. Probably just like one of these nights where you just kind of stop by to see if there's any women there, mm-hmm. and just walking through. And I, and uh, on my way home, I'm, I'm walking through the front room. And there's this rapper who was you, I found out later. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is like, I was like, this does not sound like some Cincinnati shit. Like, this uh. is some other shit. <laughs> this is some other shit. So I sat around, I was like, I gotta see what this develops into, what's going on here. Uh-huh. So I, uh, I watched your set, and uh, then I and then I saw uh, Eagle. Yeah, and, and I realized after that, yeah. I was like, oh, because I had met him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realized, okay, these are some guys from the West Coast. Yeah, so, Mr. Eagle. Yeah, and then I met you there. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. It's delightful, yeah. Nah, you guys were both excellent, and uh, it was inspiring. Thanks, see. man. That, yeah. was, uh, that was my first time in Cincinnati. That was only, like, my second tour. I okay. Think. Yeah. It was a good time. It was fun. How, you're a young guy. I'm How, 22. 22. Mm-hmm. Jesus, to be 22... Bounce a quarter off that ass. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. I don't either. It's uh, awful. I don't, it means you're young. Oh, tight. Uh, okay. But <laughs> yeah, bounce one, man. And virile, still virile. Right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, how, how did you get into this whole this whole scene, this whole game? Um, I mean, I uh, I moved around a lot as a kid. I was born in Chicago, and then I moved to New England, and then I moved back to the Midwest. And um, I don't know. My whole life, I just really identified with. You know, underground rap shit. You were so you were listening to rap as a yeah. as a teen and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even before that. And I mean, really, for me, I mean, since I was like eleven, maybe I've been listening to Mike, Mike Eagle. Jeez, um, wow. And same with Reagan shit, bus okay. driver shit. So uh, when it came time, I started writing my own. I mean, with the internet and Twitter and everything, it was like easy to just be like, hey. I'm gonna keep tweeting you every day. You, so you, you would. T- I see. So you would tweet at those guys. I would tweet Reagan like every week. I would tweet him and just be like, "Yo, you're the illest. Yo, you're the illest." From college, I would just be like, "Yo, you're the illest." And like one day, he tweeted me back in class, and I left class. Okay. And I just walked out. It was tight. <laughs> and you never went back to school. <laughs> no, 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 no. I went back, but that day, like when he like tweeted me back, yeah. it was like, "Nah, I'm done with class." Yeah. This is too tight. I gotta go drink on this. <laughs> oh, man, uh, so, 
goofy times. Interesting. So what? What the? How the hell? Where were you at, the, at when you were eleven? How did? How the fuck did you find? Okay. Well, my um, my shit? uncle is like a pretty uh, well-known battle rapper from Chicago named Nizem. Okay. And so um, he and he and Mike used to run in like opposing crews, but they were always like tight. So, okay. So um, my uncle put me on a mic when I was really young. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you found. So you from Chicago? Obviously. Yeah, from Chicago. Gotcha. This is all yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So you came, you came in through underground rapper stuff. It's not like you got more, more yeah, deeper no. underground from. No, I, it to was always the other way around. Chief Keef or like something. it was like I had to emerge into like, oh, this radio shit that y'all play a lot. This is also rap. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. It's weird. That's interesting. That's sort of the, the opposite of, of us in a way, I guess. I don't know how we found. I mean, we have respective our respective stories, but yeah, I guess yeah. I mean. Once things opened up to that point, mm. I guess it can happen that way. Yeah. And your uncle, of course, was. Yeah, it, I mean, there's in. some strong mentorship. Going exactly. On. Yeah. Exactly. What, now, what does he do now? Um, he's an architect in okay. Chicago. Yeah. Cool. And he still raps occasionally, but not <laughs> not how it used to be. He raps in blueprints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> raps in blueprints. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up. He did all these like renderings for Toothpaste Suburb that I was supposed to turn into something fly, and I didn't. My lord, I'm a, I'm a shitty nephew. What's man. what's what's renderings like? So uh, like my I just dropped my first album, yeah. Toothpaste Suburb, and my uncle got me into rap as an architect. So I had him do like all these crazy buildings, just like blueprints of them, and like overhead and like through the house and shit. And then I was gonna like turn them into lyric sheets, but okay, the time ran out as part of the art. Yeah, you know how it is. You can still I do. do that. Do like a, a site or a Tumblr <laughs> dedicated to that idea. That's true. Never let the ideas die, right, Yoni? That's right. I, I let many ideas die, but yeah, they, uh, if it's a good idea, yeah, you should pursue well, it. But don't, but that sounds like a good idea. Well, my policy is never let ideas die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. That's cool. So what do you, got, what do you make of Cincinnati uh, on this visit so far? You know what? We've just, uh, we just got here, but I've spent... I spent a weird amount of time here. Have you? The last tour we went on, I didn't get a passport in time. And so um, the, other, the other guys in Hellfire went to Canada for a few days, and I just stayed in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati? Why Cincinnati? For days, because that was the last show in America. I see, I and see. And so I went to, like, the aquarium. I did all sorts of, like, three days in Cincinnati just Should have hit me up, man. Seeing the sights. I know, yeah, I, I feel bad. I, didn't, I was just a weirdo. Here. I think you were gone. I was gone, okay. <laughs> it was a bizarre time. Yeah. But no, then now it's like a little nostalgia. Is okay, what I'm feeling being right back. Yeah, I know this place. That's all. Kind of like summer camp or something. Yeah, they, they always call me Yoni. I've been here before, <laughs> Wolf, because traveling through Europe and shit, you'd be like in some city that you know you've been in this city before, and then you, you'd be like driving by in the Sprinter, and be like, "Oh yeah, I've been here before. I've been here before." But it all just looks the same. That's why you just uh, they're like, "No, you haven't. You've never been here. You lied." <laughs> Um, okay, so, and, and what, what got you started rapping? Like, how, how did that? Um, I mean, I've, it's hard to say, man. I'm just, a, I'm a young black dude. I've always been rapping. I don't know. You know, it's just all my friends, uh, my family, like, it's always been present. It's always been around. I, yeah. don't, I don't feel like I ever made the decision to, like, rap. I feel like I made the decision to, like, put them on the internet. But, yeah, yeah. But I, it, I don't Or record. I mean, what yeah. like what got you recording? Like, oh, okay. Did your uncle put you onto that too? Or? Um, no, a kid in one of my English classes in okay. high school had like gear, and he he 
he, he brought in a song that he'd actually recorded over a Dame Funk beat. Okay. And, like, the fact that he knew Dame Funk and shit. Like, I was in high school, like, yo, you fuck with that? Like, <laughs> Who's Dame Funk? I know that name. That, isn't that that like group a, that uh, Peter like a, Augustine, like, he represents? Nah, uh, he's like a West Coast, like a... Uh, West Coast, okay. Like, funk visionary. Like, yeah, he kind of he kind of brought funk, like, back into He brought into a focus. classic 80s funk, uh, yeah. kind of really L.A.-based, back into kind of the uh, forefront. But also, like, the personality of the funk... Player. Yeah. He brought that back too. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. This so, like, but he's he's it. he's nowadays. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was um he uh no can do and he have a song. He from... did a record with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Oh wow. A whole record with Snoop yeah, Dogg. Wow. Seven okay. days of funk. He, yeah. he, he, <laughs> oh, he, right. he produced it and Snoop rapped on it basically. Yeah, yeah. Seven days of funk. That's a whole week. That's a, That's whole, a whole week. week. Oh, no, it's seven days. <laughs> it's a different rubric. It's a different yeah, that's metric. true. But uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And um, did you just you kind of just never look back from there? You but you bought your own gear. Um, I mean, yeah, kind of like it started for me with battling, and then I got beat up, and then it was like, all right, I'm not going battling Tell anymore. Tell me about that. That's just you know high school shit. Like where I went to high school too, we had a quad. It was like this a, is in Chicago. No, this is in New Hampshire. Okay, my first two years of high school were in New Hampshire, and um, I don't feel bad for you if you got beat up in New Hampshire. It was wild, man. And uh, yeah, and a quad and just battle rapping was the so big. Every, like every day, you guys would go and battle. Do you, like remember when? Like, Grind Time, all that shit had just came out. Yeah, early 2000s. And just think of, like, 14-year-olds exposed. Like, all we wanted to do is recreate that. Okay. That exact thing. Yeah. But then, like, there was no, like, uh, ref or anyone. So then it was just like, oh, that was a good line. He punched his fist. If things, so if things get heated, right? it just turned into a fist. So did it happen multiple times or... No, it just happened to me once. once. I got my ass whooped once. And Five I learned, bunch of kids or one kid? My lesson. It was one dude. Big big guy? Nah. Not even? Nah, I just wasn't ready for that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think I had, like, I had the ill Batman backpack. Like, I was just, that was my whole thing. It was like, I was just this nerdy kid who could yeah. rap well with these guys. And okay. then and they were more thuggish? Yeah. Okay. And then it was just like, uh, you know, they didn't appreciate that. And so this one dude just... Do you remember the line that put him over the edge? Nah, it was something stupid. It was in something my mind, about, you must have won. It was something about, like, having sex with his mom. Okay. Just a very, right. you know... You don't cross the mom just line, a, I guess. Just a standard insult, really. Yeah. Nothing very spectacular, but that set him off. Yeah. Yeah. He mu- it must have really touched the nerve. <laughs> it was why. And then, like, I came home, my dad is... My dad's real hard body, and, like, he was just like, that's what you get, dog. Bounce a quarter off it. No, he was just super, like... I don't know. Like, when I quit battling, he was mad. Like, just because you got your ass whooped, you going to quit battling? Like, it was super, so he, like... So he's one of these guys that would tell you to go back and find... Yeah, him. dude, that's... Yeah, yeah, that's my dad. Yeah. hmm Interesting. <laughs> that's so tough. How's that growing up with a hard dad like that? My dad's not hard like that. Oh, my dad's the man. I love it. I love him. I love, I love so that... I love that dynamic. I mean, obviously, I didn't always. Like, he'd be like, damn, my dad sucks. But yeah. now it's like... Yeah, my dad is uh, like a lunatic in a great way. Did you grow up with a mom and dad? Yeah, I did. My parents are divorced, so it was just my dad and I. But my mom raised you mainly. Yeah, but my mom was like, you know, weekends and holidays. Okay. Uh, So that discipline, do you think (laughs) that was good for you as a person? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why um, I can rap today. I think that's why I can be um, 22 and make, make. 
make a little bit of a business out of it with a lot of shit that because you're motivated and and you yeah yeah man yeah um was he military or anything like that or nah okay nah what does what did he do Uh, what does he do he just I don't know he hustles okay yeah Mm -hmm. he hustles Mm -hmm. that's shrouded yeah, he just he makes. It's hard he, to, he makes to decode. Money. I mean, I'm gonna be real. Your audience is mainly white. Let's decode that. That means he's 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 a very talented man who employs a variety of disciplines in order to meet a very conventional end. Yeah, exactly. But in no way should that be interpreted as low brow or anything. He's a very savvy, genius man. Sure. Thank you, man. Sure. But, uh, but I just I just had to put that no, in context. Real, you know, real. I'm a hustle. Like, well, what does that mean? Well, you know. Right. No, that's, that's does how does I what mean. he has to do to get by, make a living. But that's do- how I mean the influence. is like seeing my dad hustle. Yeah. It's like, that is what we do as rappers. Right. You know, it's the same shit. It's just like, I got I to gotta make a show. I got to find something. Well, what gotta, is he, what context know? is he? Oh, you can't talk about what, what context. Oh, it's just my dad's business. You know, I don't want to. I don't yeah, want to sure, put his sure. out there. That's fine. That's fine. Um... My dad hustles too. <laughs> yes. I could be more public about it because he, he he has a TV show, so it's meant to be public. What's his TV show now, currently? It's The Real Husbands of Hollywood. Okay, yeah. okay. That's my dad's show. It's on BET. I don't think any of your listeners have seen it, but it's on there. Oh, we all know about that show, man. Uh, do you? I don't know. Every time I tell people, they're like, I don't know. No, of course we do. Yeah. I, 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 um, I barely know about it, but uh, yeah, he does that, and he's doing some other things. And yeah, I'm man. surprised, man. I'm surprised. Your dad's a man. Yeah, I bet it's something. He's he's, he's somebody. Done, he's done a lot, and he did. What other shows did he do? Did we talk about this last time? Yeah, I think so. We okay. did a little bit. We okay. did a little bit. But yeah, he's doing the real husbands now, and I'm trying to get him to. He's he's always asked me for ideas. I get him ideas that he can't use, and one day, but but one day. But he did like what sister sister or Moesha or he like did Moesha. One of those shows. That's right. Yeah, a long time ago with Brandy, he uh, he got a start actually in Happy Days as a writer's okay. assistant. And he okay. kind of got in through there and then he uh he eventually did moesha he worked on married with children through the entire run of that show and uh and and yeah he's just been in tv all of my life so do you do you think that you know has have you really gleaned a lot from that work ethic sounds like he's a he's a real work work workaholic or not workaholic i'm gonna say yeah he is he does his thing yeah i think i think he is i mean um, it, it's, 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 it's embedded a, it's a, definitely giving me a certain, it's giving me a certain type of stoicism mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's also valid. How do you mean stoicism? I just, he's, you know, he's kind of, uh, he's kind of distant in there and kind of authoritative quietly. So I've, uh. You think you've picked that up? No, I haven't. I am aware that there's such a thing. Okay. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I, and, and me trying to reconcile that idea and reconcile who I really am is kind of the tension that creates my 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 personality you know but but aside from that it really teaches me that creative endeavors are valid you know what I mean because it's, it's hard to realize that as an American sometimes yeah especially a black American it's like is this okay <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean? right. I, I think I think as Americans we are drilled in with, to this idea of like w- only what's what uh is valid is the idea of work and like you know if if there's a day that you don't work you know it almost i, I tend to will, will feel this guilt about it whereas really like we should just be content and happy yeah being it, alive it, it, you know well, i mean that's what happens when your your value is your labor 
Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what our country is. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. We were talking about Carlos Slim in the car. Uh, he's like the he is the second richest man in the world. Like he and Bill fight it out a lot. Okay. Like he's the uh, yeah he's Mexican, the Mexican billionaire. Okay. And he does like all the telecom stuff uh, in Mexico. And uh, I don't know. He's just pushing hard for a three day work week. So Mexico. he's saying that people should r- relax the rest of the week. Well, yeah, he's also saying that we're just lying most of the time, too. Like, lying, saying that we're working. Yeah, when the not. work week is five days or more, you're you're saying you're working a lot, but really, he thinks if you just boiled it down to three days, you would you would probably do more work. Okay, rather would, than because right. you because you need a certain amount of downtime. Mm-hmm. So that what's what's hard for me is that in between time where you feel like you should be working and you're sort of working, but you're not really working. Right. You know, like the 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 key shit is that like is that getting into that flow where you where you forget about the future and the past and you're just like very much in the moment in that flow it's a meditative state right of work that's the ideal and what sucks is the stuff where you know you can't get into that but you still feel like you should be doing something yeah yeah exactly i uh i i I just feel i mean there's it's weird to have autonomy in a workspace you know what i mean and yes it's, uh, it's weird to give yourself that kind of license and i, and I think uh, that's like the biggest lesson in doing independent music in north america is that you kind of give yourself license and it's like it's really unrecommended but but that's why you need the crew that's yeah you know what that's why it was really important for me to join hellfire club years ago because i really you know it's it's after a while it's like you know i don't know i just kind of lost context for stuff in it yeah, we do need people around us that keep us well, sort of even, invigorated and, and and focused on on what we're doing mm-hmm. and well, well well even even creating the avenue in which i mean you have to create the actual forum you know yeah, yeah. i mean even less less like uh self-focused though like there what you're saying about not being able to get into that space of making good shit or whatever not not being in the present uh, when I'm there, it's very easy for me to to get back into the good space if I work on, you know, maybe a song Reagan has sent me or I work on, you know what I mean? Or, or I know, yeah. like, Mike has some shit he wanted help with or whatever. Those are, like, the times where it's like, man, I, I don't really have enough juice to start something new. But I know these guys are tinkering here and I can add on and da-da-da-da and find inspiration. That And that'll inspire me, you for your own shit oh as well. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, because to me, that's what Hellfire Club is. There's a there's an external idea of this Hellfire Club thing that we're doing. But to me, like, the internal is really, like, just the email chains and the workload right. and, like, right. oh, I got to do this. So, oh, uh, Kale needs this for me. I got to listen to this song. I got to tighten up this mix. Got to do this verse with Milo. You know, all that kind of, like, if you look, if you, like, map your whole year out, all those kind of decisions yeah. influence your fucking output. And, like, over the past couple of years, I've been, like, really tripping on it. Like, wow, it's really, it pushed me here and made me do this song, you know? I'm like, and that's all, all, all the stuff I used to enjoy when I was a teenager with the, the bloat and things, yes. I used to, things I used to admire in, inside of the early years of Anacon and anything, like, you know, any successful grouping. You need that oh kind of... Oh, God, yeah, man. The way that with a crew you get to engineer the context for a song. Like, there's so many songs that I've been wanting to write that I could not do on my own. Yeah. But, you know... Um, because James is in the room with me, and I have this idea. No right, no can do. Uh, you know, maybe we can we can X out this song that I just never would have been able to do on my own. 
shit like that. You know, it's 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 totally obvious, but, brick and yeah. mortar shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah that that's stuff that I, I I've been missing to an extent. You know, like I have lots of awesome musicians here, mm-hmm. and I can collab in that way. But I, I don't have too many other writers, like uh, lyric writers and stuff like that. That uh, that I can go to here yeah, so yeah. much. So yeah, I do kind of miss that idea. You know, I, I enjoyed working with you know Adam Dose back in the day and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, right. and uh, yeah, that there is something to that. There is I something mean, but, to that. But but it's more than that, like because it's like I feel like there's a rapper element. But what I really like about Hellfire Club is that there clearly is so much more. Like rap, yeah. like the the idea of the rapper is kind of being is it's not being tinkered with differently with us but it's just the ideas that we know are being crystallized you know like it's like like Milo to me really embodies a certain kind of thing that I thought I didn't think was possible but that I kind of thought was possible years ago but didn't think like what just um um just you have to say this right in front of him <laughs> well I mean I mean he he just has he has a sense of self and has a background that that bolsters a wide variety of skills that bleed into culture and bleed into education that bleed into things way beyond rap but relate to rap you know what i mean and it's just it makes it turns his his choice to endeavor and rap into this multifaceted thing you know this like this so you're you know, just talking about someone that that has a, a rich life yeah. all together and decides to do rap as their main focus but it also has many other well, yeah, like I mean, kind of similar to like the early, yeah, like like this to the like the early Anacon days. Like, oh, this guy likes rap, but he's also into all this other stuff. And to me, Milo represents a different, you know, a lens into what can what can be uh, available. I mean, just through his, you know, his, just, I mean, just a casual listener will will see his interest in like Schopenhauer and whatnot, and like how he takes those philosophies very seriously. How he interjects. Who's Schopenhauer? Um, Go ahead, go ahead, Milo. Break it down. Well, before you before you explain Schopenhauer, <laughs> uh, let me just say that well, maybe some of that is that you know, Milo is the next generation. Well, that he he the next I mean, iteration of what well, we do. I really hope it's clear, and in, in that when he told his backstory, that that's clear. You know, it's very, it's yeah. very, it's very important. I mean, I feel like I feel like the interesting thing about Hellfire, as a crew, and and now as a budding like. I want to say aesthetic is like we have a we have like a really crazy like lineage that is wild traceable and because like I've grown up listening to Mike's music and kind of have synthesized a lot of these sounds I just I don't know I think what you're talking about how obviously we're rappers but I don't know we've just gone about cataloging our own music approaching our own music in a way that people often don't do with rap. Yeah, it's just, imagine rap without the unbelievable load of stigma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just Or just yeah. with with the stigma, but just recontextualize. What, what's, the, what's the stigma in 2014? I don't know, but whatever it is, it's not from 2014. It's from some other time. There, there were earlier stigmas. There was weird, there were weird, like, I, but I feel like we're over a lot of that stuff. Yeah, we are. Like, like I feel like I mean one of the reasons why we left I just had to remember this recently because I did an interview about Cloud Dead Mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why we left Cincinnati is it just we felt so outsider like there was this Look, everything's ten years later in Cincinnati. That's what Mark Twain said. Um, he said I want. He said when the when the uh, the, when the apocalypse happens, I want to be in Cincinnati because everything (laughs) happens ten years later. Um, 
of when the world ends. So, <laughs> and it's so true. So we felt this thing where we were doing Cloud Dead in, yeah. you know, the year 99 or whatever. Yeah. And it felt so, there was this strict religiosity mm. to the rap scene here yeah, yeah, in a way. Definitely. And I don't want to hate on anybody. There was great shit being made. People did cool shit. But they, there was a, you know, a very strict uh, idea of what rap was. Yeah. And that's not the case anymore. No, right? You're right. You're right. So I feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. There's more of a freedom to it now, which is oh, why maybe why you get... I, I agree there's more of a freedom to it, but I don't feel like anyone is taking the responsibility to do anything interesting with that freedom. That's a bold statement. So, you, I mean, when you say anybody... Okay, I, I mean, obviously we're speaking a bit hyperbolically, but sure, I just sure. mean as a whole, like, yeah, there is a lot of crazy freedom right now in rap, yeah. and I, there hasn't been a moment for me, uh, especially not... I guess if I think in the context of, like, underground or indie stuff, where um, it's like, oh, wow, this person's really taking advantage of the moment. What about what about mainstream? Is there stuff interesting in the mainstream going no, no, on? No, no, I don't think we're talking about music and aesthetics necessarily. We're talking about... What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm talking about rap. I'm talking about rap. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about rap in a way that I don't, I don't know if you like, but, yeah, I'm talking about rap. <laughs> That he that Reagan doesn't like. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what like. Do you guys yeah. have different ways of of thinking about this sort of stuff in a way, or, or like classically, or no? Oh, I don't know. No, no. Probably okay. Not. We just talk about it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just talk shit. But uh, I figure it out. Do you like Do you like anything going on in 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 <clears throat> rap music from other other outputs? Or oh anything? man, yeah. No, that's exactly how I mean. It's yeah. like a lot of the shit I love is not not necessarily sonically that close to me in rap like right now i'd say my favorite rapper is probably kevin gates who's Maybe kevin, gates? kevin I, gates i i am ignorant i'm sorry to he's, say he's um he's a rapper from louisiana who's just a phenomenal thing. i mean he's like he's on atlantic he's uh, okay. associated with atlantic yeah he's been signed with fucking what is it young money before okay way back well i'll have to check him out he's got some history in that shit but yeah he's the man i think he's okay. phenomenal and i think he is using this kind of freedom that you're talking about in a really exciting way right so i mean this guy what are we talking about when i mean we sit, when okay we talk yeah about yeah freedom so this guy's like multiple time felon like face tattoos horrifying gentleman and no doubt a lot of his music focuses on that. But then he has, like, these great odes. Like, he has this one song, Twilight. That's always my example. Because he's obsessed with vampires. He's obsessed with Twilight. And okay. so he wrote this beautiful love song called Twilight. Okay. That's about going to war with God. And it's tight. He's great. He's amazing. Check him but out. I just mean, like, he is a construct that I don't think could have ever existed before right now. But and what about it is different or more or more freeing than, than other stuff? Like, is it his... Is it his Rhyme schemes or his, or his his flow. Oh, or, that's or exactly his, his writing. Like, like his writing, his schemes. They're so tight. They're so technical. Like he's he's super rough and fucking. He's he's intimidating, but he can flip that on his head and and he uses that, you know, that crazy laser beam, and then he'll focus it on something like Robert Pattinson, and it's just right. it's interesting to me. It, it reminds me of like David Foster Wallace or something. The okay. way the way he's writing his raps right now, especially is. Do you, do you guys ragging you too? Do you do you value uh, technicality over content? 
or or content over te- or over technicality. Technicality would not be the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, technical, technical, whatever skills and 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 writing, or, or or do they both have to be there? You know, where are you guys at with that sort of thing? Well, for me, it just depends on if the idea of the song is achieved to a certain degree. You know, mm. I don't. Uh, I mean, not to not to say that every song is a test of your resolve but I feel like you know the song has its own rules you know what I mean yeah. you, you know and you have to when, once it sets those rules up and you know them you know you just have to it has to just take you on that journey and like did, the, did they achieve what they were going yeah, for yeah like yeah like um, what's a new song I really like this this internet shit this PC music shit and uh, I listen to some of those songs just PC music stuff mainly because it's such a there's such a lofty, glistening, good idea within them, and just me watching them achieve that idea through all these technical dance music tropes and shit. I just, I just love that shit because it's just they set the fucking ground rules, and then you just kind of get pulled into it. But that, that Sun Kill Moon diss song, I feel like, is a good example. Yo, what is that? Sun Kill Moon wrote. You guys a... are putting me onto so many things here. <laughs> that dude from Sun Kill yeah, Moon. Whoa. Mark Kozelik wrote a diss song uh, for War on Drugs called Whoa. War on Drugs Suck My Cock is the name of the song. War on Drugs is the band. Yeah, and War Sun on Kill Drugs Moon is the band. Suck My Cock is okay. the song that Sun Kill Moon made. And the whole song is him just kind of talking about why he doesn't like this band over himself playing guitar. But then the the chorus keeps changing. And, like, I don't know. It's so interesting how you're talking about rules. Like, he sets up a language game, and then he, like, purposely breaks these rules in this song. And the hook just gets this part where he's like, more on drugs, suck my cock, suck my cock. And he, like, starts layering it with all these delays, but it's, like, this very gentle guitar yeah, background. Yeah. And it's so weird. That sounds up my alley. I like that. Yeah, it is. A, yeah, I would check it out. It's, uh, it's very strange. And then he, like, kind of... Yeah, I don't know. The only part about it that I didn't like is when he half-heartedly says, Sun Kill Moon, go fuck yourself. To, he about himself? That, he said yeah. He said that so that way people wouldn't full-on think it was a diss track. I thought he was talking about the post about his spewing a vitriol. Yeah, but then it turned into, like, this weird moment of, like, oh... He doesn't like himself. That's why he's mad. It's a very short-lived moment. Though. No doubt, no doubt. And he resolves at the end with more of just what does he say? I mean, you know the band War on Drugs. We're gonna hear clicks. And you know the you know the band War on Drugs. I don't, man. I know the name. <clears throat> well, the last hook, he's just like, "Why this band I ever heard? War on Drugs. Why is band alive? War on Drugs." And it's funny because it's like a white folk musician uh-huh. is wrote a folk diss song right. about like a synth band from Philly and. The worst insult he can gin up is calling them a white band. Right, right. And it's he's just, also white. Right, and it's just like, wow, there are no rules. All right, cool. <laughs> tight. I like that. Nah, yeah. it's tight. I, uh, I think in this era where there is so much freedom, you know, there, it's people have a lot of rules set up. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of interesting music floating around, man. I like it. Is there a way to uh, go against the norm or the rules that still sounds good you know or how's that done yeah you know man, how do you you know what i'm saying yeah because because like yeah it's music is only interesting when it defies your expectations yeah for what's going to happen but if it goes too far in that direction then it sounds cacophonous and some people like it but i don't like it yeah. usually yeah yeah um so how's that done artfully 
Are you are we talking about when you say it's done too much? Are you just saying like straight up art for art's sake? Yeah, I guess you'd say that. Like, yeah. like say, I mean, I, that's all. Obviously, that's subjective. But yeah, in my mind, you know, like it would only be like someone who makes music could like that. Like, like that super. Yeah, like beyond Sun Ra. Like, right. like yeah, <laughs> beyond Sun Ra. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. know where well, I mean, at, it depends on what that really is. You know what I mean? What kind of shit you do? I mean. I pop think, is yeah. a pop is a familiar template, you know. And are you guys making pop music? Would you say, no. in some way, shape, or form? You said no, Milo. No, I don't. I mean, what's interesting now is all of these different types of things, right? Art for art's sake, or people who make weird shit for the sake of that. Now it's very easy to centralize your your audience, and I feel like really, if that audience looks interesting, people want to become a part of that so it's it's harder for me to make sense of terms like pop because i see them now everyone is like i incorporate pop into it and it's like okay so if we're all doing it then it, what is that called yeah you know? I, I don't i don't get that i think a lot of the language that was picked yeah. up with pop music in the early aughts yeah. has just turned into what it was always meant to be <laughs> which is fine what, but what do, you, what do you mean a lot of the language just pop just just a lot of the, like uh, the musical, the musical vocabulary, yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just, just a lot of the uh, the musical vocabulary and just the uh, like ele- the electro pop, whatever. In the early, you I say because in the aughts, what does? Music. I really would have, yeah. When you say, "Do we make pop?" I'd have to ask you, "Well, what is that?" Well, I, I guess I mean, I mean, there's 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 many definitions of what pop is because there's mm-hmm. classical music and then everything else is pop. Yeah. In that world, and then there's like music that's meant. Well, no, it's just the whatever popular music tropes, whether it be song structure, whether it be actual musicality, chords, and mm. or whether it be instrumentation. I think we make pop music, all of us. That's what I would say. Well, yeah, I mean, rap, rap can easily. I mean, I do pop music stuff all the time and song structure and whatnot. But you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't purely. I don't make pop. Yeah, you don't. You know, I don't count fine. bars. I don't like. I don't know. I just know well, that I'm not tapped into those. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay, so if <clears> you have like to, yeah, I don't count bars either. So yeah, if 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 that's, but then again, I I try to write, I try to write melodies that are that are. Well, yeah, you're the. I, I guess I make the, pop music. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. No, no, no. I mean, pop pop music needs innovation. It needs you. I mean, let's be completely honest. It needs you. Yeah, I'm so. Yeah, yeah, Rory's from a different place. I I was told that pop was a good idea a long time ago, so I tried, but I'm bad at it. But uh, <laughs> but I'm not so, being so. Safe. You guys are making a distinction between. But what's the distinction? But it's like pop is not the end. I feel like my yeah. my my problem with pop is that people find themselves achieving pop, and it's like you've achieved it, but you know. Is that what you want? You know, right. you want the spoils of pop, you know, which is everybody. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people do. I think that, I, that's why a lot of people get it's into so it. It's so painfully obvious that it's like, you're just doing that. And it's, right. And it's fine. It's fine. For me, I, I, why you would say, yeah, and I think, I, I would say I do do pop. I think it's weird pop. I think it's out of the box. But, like, to me, I, I have a thing where I... I grew up on the Beatles and, and shit like that, and I want and I want something. I want to make something that sounds good to my ear. And Yoni, there is nothing more. I mean, every, pop is is in our hearts. We can't help. Yeah, it. I think it has to be natural, though. Yeah, yeah like like it. Like I think everyone that makes music has, should be doing 
whatever feels it comes most natural and that's, to them. And that's the point. Like, it really doesn't matter. If it's yeah. good, if it's true, then it's fantastic. I mean, there's plenty of pop bands who I love, but there's plenty of shit that doesn't adhere to it at all that I love equally. So it's just it's there's, really there's about merit. worse than someone, like, trying too hard, though. Like, when you, when you hear that. Yeah, yeah. And you're but, like, oh, that doesn't feel like you. But, it, yeah. yeah, but, like, because you hear the... But, but 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 people try hard all the time. No, that's, you're right. You're right. That's kind of like the definition of being in the business. Yeah. It's like you have to try hard at something. <laughs> but I guess I guess <laughs> yeah. And then what's the difference between because every you're right. Everyone does, and everyone wants to succeed or people to like them. But what's the difference between the stuff that you hear where you know that they made it mm-hmm. from like a pure place and a non-pure place? Mm-hmm. Those two. I'm always scared when I start talking about this stuff that I'm. I don't. I'm not. I don't know if I'm talking about anything. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Well, we are. We are yeah. kind of in a weird, in a weird zone. Oh, and yeah. and also, maybe you're you're too young and innocent to have to be able to think about this shit anyway. Because I think Reagan and I have been through so many iterations in our music, and we've both kind of gone through different periods where we've tried right. a bunch of different things. And it's, you know, well, I think too is like I'm. You're so pure. I'm young, but I'm. I also like idealized both of your guys' weirdest shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just grew up liking the weirdest rap. Right. And so that's sort of what I want to make. So when it's like, yo, what's up with some hooks? It's just like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not interested in it. I don't care. I right like now. that. I just want to make weird I mean, shit. That, that being said, let me decode what Rory said. <laughs> Seriously, his music is very endearing and very enthralling. So, you know. What, uh, I mean, what are we? Yes, it, it is true. What are we talking about? Are we talking about goals here? I, I, th- I think we're all talking about life goals. You know what I mean? Right. If, we, if we talk about pop music, we're talking about life goals. And, and you know, if I was in a band, I was in a band not a long ago. We did pop music very, yeah. much, and I felt responsible for them. So let's do pop music because I feel responsible for all you people. Because you feel like you had. Hold on, let's let this plan pass. <laughs> hold up, hold up. You felt responsible for them in that you felt like you had to make them a living, and so well, you had to do stuff that would be commercially viable? Yeah, I wanted to do a format that they thought made sense, you know, but, but, that, but that, that was a different situation. But, you know, it's good to just have people who just do things and do things well. I yeah. mean, I have a lot of people who make phenomenal music who just have I weird that's jobs. too much. That's too fucking prevalent in rap is like uh, the end goal of a song while you're making it. It's like, what's this for? What's the purpose of it? Right, like, there's right. not enough How's just this like, gonna come out? What yeah, if, yeah, there's not enough just like, I don't know, just fooling around. Made that, you're right, you're right, there's man. There's not and, enough and of that. So tell me, tell me this, um, as someone who's still pure of heart, <laughs> tell, tell me what you're looking for in a song when you're working on a song. What, what are you looking for? Me? Yes. I don't know. I don't know anymore, man. Um, <sighs> lately, I've been. I've just been looking for uh, for fun, for fun, enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. I've just when, been looking to make songs that vibe. I've never made songs that vibe. What before. do you mean by vibe? And what what is the feeling that you get when you know something is in the right direction? Okay, vibe is like. Um, Damn, man. Vibe is like soul force, if I can quote Amiri Baraka. Vibe is just, you know... Vibe is the four-minute breakdown halfway through Forever Dolphin Love by Conan Moccasin. That's vibe. <laughs> this is way over my head. That's vibe. It's just like, you know, you're in that... This fool you're just quoting like, Amiri, Amiri Baraka and... 
I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. No, it's good. Be speaking it's good. in codes, man. I just. Uh, it's, it's fine. I don't know. Kenny and I are working on some new shit, and uh, it's way different than anything I've ever made. And to answer your question, how did I knew I liked it was because it was a lot of fun, and uh, my old music didn't have that as a quality. So now I'm looking for that. But do you get a feeling? Is there a feeling? Is it like when you when it when it? Well, fe- I mean, fun is an experience, right? Well, you know what? You have to live with the feeling. Yeah. You really have to carry it with you but at I all mean, times. Also, too, is like once you've once you've toured, you're never going to write songs the same way after that. It because does you kind of st- taint you a little right, bit, right? Because you're like, all right, what's how am I going to play this in a room? What is this going to be like? You have to like? get that out of your head, right? Yeah, you no doubt. So there's head. just a lot of shit now that I'm writing songs where it's like uh, my perspective is just a bit different than how it used to be because of the job. But you'll level out, man. When like the key is like. <laughs> is is getting home and figuring out a way to sort of decompress out of that tour mode cuz that fools with my well, I've I've yeah, I've had absolutely. A, I've really had to recontextualize touring because of how I do it and it's just uh it's just like a it's just it's just an insane man's errand, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you kind of treat it as such, you know. That that's it. It can be fun, you know, it can be cool. Well, I mean, are you looking for fun? You know, you really have to think like what is that? You know, like what right. is, is my fun even really fun, you know? <laughs> Yo. Yeah. That's real. You know but you but it's also, you know, your way of making a living, right? I mean that's Yeah, make I mean, yeah. It's gotta it's, do it. It's wrapped up in that to me. Yeah, I mean I mean it's it's also a blessing. I mean the market's so tough right now. I'm just I feel so lucky just to be out. Yes. <laughs> the yes. market is so impossible. I agree, man. It it is Yeah, it, it feels really you know, I, I can get down on myself and be like yeah. whatever, but like when it comes down to it I'm like I'm like like I was thinking about that the other day, I was like kinda getting getting depressed or whatever and I'm yeah. like, wait a second, wait a second. I'm like I don't have a job. Uh, <laughs> I'm like sitting here because I'm frustrated at the piano because I can't figure out how to do this song right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what, how? What kind of problem is that to have? So it's a dope problem. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's, a, that's a shit. So yeah, <laughs> that's that Yoni Wolf shit, man. Yeah, it's all it's <laughs> it's, it's it's all um, relative. And and the thing about the human mind, in a good and bad way, mm-hmm. is that we're so adaptable yeah. that. If we get into a really great situation, it's only great for a second, and then we forget that it's great, and then we, you know what I mean. And the same, but the same for like fucking living in refugee camps or something, which is good, is that you know it's so horrible. But yeah. once you get used to it, yeah. it's kind of like you can endure, and you can still have hope, and you can still have you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, I think that I think that that seems inherent in making songs. Is like you're you have an eye for details and right and that's why you write songs and so i mean you're probably thinking am i happy a lot more than the average person is. exactly you're right <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. Which, well, which is like which, which, the personality type like who makes yes. shit is someone right. who's asking like am i happy is this yeah, what right. i want I'm very self-evaluated yeah. yeah i always feel very thankful to have that headspace you mm-hmm. know what i mean and that's why i think I mean, that's where a lot of my guilt comes from. Like, oh, I right. got this headspace. Right. It's not really much, but right. it's, you know, it's it's unusual. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? No doubt. You know, no to doubt. think about rapping things like that in this kind of way, you well, know? Especially when you start thinking, like, I'm a rapper who thinks this way. Well, that's weird. That's bizarre. Right, because <laughs> yeah. what? Rappers are supposed to be stoic and hard, you mean? Well, th- that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, yeah. even, even in 2014, with all the freedom and, you know, all the weird music, there is definitely an... 
an archetype. And that's why I feel like... For a rapper. Yeah, even a weird rapper. You know what I mean? And like that's why I think Hellfire Club is even valuable. We, 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 of course, we have a lot of those tropes, but there's something slightly different. And, you know... You're still sensitive guys underneath. But beyond being sensitive, it's not bullshit. We didn't learn it from something else. It's inherent and it's very yeah. uncomfortable. It's not cool, you know what I mean? But it, it can manifest no, in the no, public in such a way, you know? But it's like being the ostracized black homie is not like, I don't know. It's just, there's, there's only a few models for that. And we pull from those, sure, but we're something else kind of different. And that's why it's worth a damn. Yeah. <laughs> at least that's why I think, at least that's why I do it. Because, you know, and, you know, those are personal goals. You know, it has nothing to do with what anyone wants that's just something I thought was valuable well, I mean, now it's now shit is so right yesterday we were driving and I got a tweet from a kid who was at uh, yesterday there was a school shooting in Seattle oh I didn't know that and uh, a kid was tweeting me from the lockdown oh damn and was like yo if I die write me a track Oh my God! And that's it was crazy. like, whoa, this is nuts. I had a girl. T- <laughs> like, how do I, I had a girl uh, texting me from uh, the Purdue shooting. Oh my whoa. God! That happened a little while yeah. ago. Yeah. Wow, is that like, man? Y'all are killing it, man. People love y'all, man. <laughs> I mean, how did how did you respond to that? How did you handle that? I just like she she basically before the before the uh, she wasn't in she wasn't. I think she I can't remember if she was like locked in a room or something, but mm-hmm. but it it had been settled or whatever she was safe she was safe bottom line Mm. but she was hitting me up before um it was in the media oh wow i was like what i was like holy shit and then like yeah 10 minutes later it was like this just in you know yeah that's how this kid was like he's like there's a school shooting we're in lockdown if i die make me a song (laughs) it was like what there is and then i started seeing the news articles leaking in about it and it was like dang i didn't even know about that the seattle one man that's it's weird how that's powerful man that this crazy that shit's going on uh just more and more since columbine and shit it's just like a i guess once kids see that 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 is an option but i just mean how do you respond right like um the music that we're making it as as the the artists who make this kind of music we have to respond in a different way that that girl hit you up and not Young Jeezy. Why? You know what I mean? Because I she had my number. <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean like um, I don't know if we can be as stoic as certain rappers. You're saying are that you have a do you have a responsibility of, of knowing like what you're supposed to say to this kid who's in lockdown? Not, for not that I that I should know what to say per se, but I have to recognize that that this audience is digesting this music maybe in a different way, right? Than than how they would digest. Jeezy or something, something like that. Then how they digest Katy Perry or whatever, right, yeah, right. or, or John Mouse or whatever, yeah. So, but you're, you're, and my point with that is just um, why you were you, asking, you were asking, how do we um, see ourselves as being maybe different than other rappers per se? And I just mean, we have these different, we have a different reality. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it, because and, and why? Necessarily, because you're writing more intimately. No, no, no. Oh, I don't know why that is. I just mean our situation is different. When yeah, we go yeah, on tour, yes, like I... we use that word tour, but uh, you know how it is. It, it doesn't really... When Snoop goes on tour and I go on tour, there's very different things. Yeah, but that's that's all just based on your different personalities, I suppose. Like, I don't know. I feel like it, it's based on a different... And money. It's, diff- it's a different world. And I just mean because we're in different worlds, we're both rappers, but we have to... We act differently. 
necessarily. Right. Well, yeah, I think I think these are more findings rather than an, than an exertion, like an ego thing. Like, oh, right. we're different. Henceforth, this no, shit is yeah, valid. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's no, more like yeah. you know, over the years, I found <laughs> that we're yeah. different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of. Do you? Know. Do you, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's real. Do you guys have a black audience at all? Out of curiosity, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, at your shows and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. on the internet. A lot of our fans who happen to be of color tend to be into the weekend. Yeah, the weekend, the band, really the weekend, the are they the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huge crossover. With why? The why do you say that? I mean, that's just something you've noticed. Um, that's just a why fact, the weekend. Jack? I, think, <laughs> I think my little kid has something to do with that. I have no, we have no idea. There could I have be no some idea. common sonic identifiers, but I don't know. I don't know why. I, but we have no idea why. Like Pandora, Grace, Milo, and The Weeknd. Super together. grateful. They're like super focused, interested fans who like study every line, you know yeah. what I mean? And they do that for The weekend, and they do that for Hellfire Club. And there's just like, it's interesting how organized these people are around their likes and interests and interactions. And you've had multiple conversations with fans that, oh, that yeah. you found that... Oh, yeah. Again, they, they've organized themselves as a unit to have more might and weight. Yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> like, like a fan club. Well, our, well, uh, sort well, of a de facto one. Yeah. Well, they're the weekends fans, and the way that they yeah. attack that right. fanaticism, they've directed a tiny bit of that towards us, and just getting a glimpse into that is like fantastic because they're, they're really about that shit. And you know, we're not organized like them weekends, so they can't. <laughs> quite you know get tattoos of our shit and have shirts dra- you know like they do the weekend but they they do give us all the love possible and it's really huh. interesting but uh, but yeah we, we do have a black our audience is our audience is really the forgotten our audience is uh black women black women <laughs> black women or at least i should say i'm writing songs for black women okay these days yeah that, like you're you're thinking about that when you're writing your songs? Yeah, I'm just thinking about like, I'm thinking what would about appeal to black women. No, 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 not not in a not in the sense that you think. I just mean like I think that's a very neglected audience, and I think that well, it's just, they have their they have their certain stuff that they like. But no, 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 no. I think that there are things that have been traditionally built for that audience, but well, I, like, I don't know R- like, like R and B. I just mean like. Yeah, you associate R&B with music for black women, but yeah. I want to write a song about how I want to kill Daniel Holtzclaw, and I think that's a song for black women. <laughs> Who's Daniel Holtzclaw? Daniel Holtzclaw is a police officer who on duty raped eight black women. Okay. You know what I mean? So I just, I don't know. There's, yeah. Right, something more more real and... and uh... But no, I, I mean to say that is reflected in our audience nowadays. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Once again, these are all findings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sure. I'm but, sorry. We're talking shop super frank. I, I, no, I you, we should be talking shop right, super cool, frank. That's, cool. how, that's how it should be. Cool. Um, I, I feel like I don't have enough of a black audience. Um, mm. Right here. <laughs> well, when that, like, yeah, what's up, like there's, I have a thing where, like, when I see a black fan at a show, like, and it's a secret thing, and now I'm saying it in front, uh, of, the, in front of the world, but it's like, I, it feels like I've achieved something in some weird I'm way because way. I'm doing black music yeah, in some you're, you're, in a way. Well, you're in a, uh, yeah, sure. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you're doing whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I feel similarly. I mean, I've always felt the same way because. Uh, but that's real, man. Like, not to interject, but like the first time I saw you live, it was on some like, yo, I'm a big fan of this dude's music, but also I'm, you know, a 17 year old black kid who's weird, and I just 
want to I want to see how you are in the world. Right. You know what I mean? I want to see how you put on your shoes and and what it is you're up to these days. Yeah, that's that's always my interaction with yeah. black kids at shows, especially in places like DC or whatnot. They come up to me like, "What do we do?" You yeah, know? and that's because really weird. I think there there's like I think in the white world, you know, <laughs> kids are encouraged more to be like. Yeah, if you're weird, be weird, be yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. But they, you have these like landmark human beings, yeah. Which which you can kind of, you know, subscribe to for a while and then get off or whatever. And I don't know. I just I, mean, yeah. I think in the black community, there there. I mean, traditionally, and maybe this is changing, you know, especially as our generation has kids. Um, but you know, there there's been a bit of a like what are you doing that's weird or mm-hmm. that kind of mentality mm-hmm. um well yeah black people are very socially conservative generally Those respectability politics i mean that's what that stems from is just trying to fit in right trying right to be like everyone else in yeah, order the, to yeah there's a reason for that right exactly <laughs> right right and, and also i mean it's <laughs> dangerous to be black and draw attention to yourself I mean, I don't... I, I can't, I can't <laughs> remember... Like it's, it's dangerous to be... Like, you think Darren Hunt in Utah, he was uh, shot in the back, this is a month ago, for uh, cosplaying as Mugen from right. Samurai Champloo. He had a sword, and the police shot him in the back. He wasn't doing anything other than cosplaying. Like, right. it's, it's dangerous Absolutely. to be a weird black person. They, they, I can't remember who said it. Some, com- some female black comedian, I, I, I want to say Wanda Sykes. I can't remember, though, if it was her, but... Um, was saying as a kid that the, or she it's a bit that she does mm-hmm. that as a kid there was always this this thing that her mom would always say what are you doing white people are watching like the fact that that's foreign to you is fascinating to me because like to me that's built in how I am right right and it's like it really is you really no, and no, it's like and it's like you know I mean we don't talk about it because it's weird you know because it's uncomfortable but oh it's like God dude I try to confront that. On the worst days of rap, like what you're talking about when you're like, you're depressed for yeah. no fucking reason because you don't have a job. But I'll be like, man, what a cliche I am. Like, I'm a 22-year-old rapper, tattoos, doing dumb shit with my friends. Like, it feels, yeah, like I'm letting my mom down or something. Well, right? yeah, and that's why that's why I think you're really valuable, Rory, because you, uh, you take that um, license, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, cause it's still, even though we do live in the future, it's hard to do. You know, it's hard to do. I mean, it's, it's hard to gather the resources. I bump into black kids all the time. We're like, I want to be on that shit. I don't know how. And I'm like, listen to this. Read this, maybe. Or I'll the, see you next time. I mean, you know what I mean? Even more perfidious, I think, is this, this like, this, this new, this new, I don't know, now we're talking hella race shit, but just this that new black thing. Race shit is good thing, to talk about because it needs to be talked this, about. This, like, What's the this, new black this, thing? This, like, you know, like, Pharrell and and Raven Simone, you know, who are like, I don't, I'm I'm not, I'm not an African American. I'm not these yeah. things. Well, I'm that's, that's I'm my awful. own individual. No, but I, it's the same thing. No, I mean, it is. It's, it's still it's still being like, oh, black is scary. And when I say I'm a black weirdo, people don't like it. <laughs> so now I'm not black. I'm you know I'm I'm just me. I'm well, I'm just this entity that scares me. That's that's really helpful for everyone to digest them. You know, because well, why do you want to? No, but I just mean it makes it it makes it worse for the Darren Hunts. It makes it worse for yeah. the 
Here's the meat. <laughs> dealing with Pharrell, which yeah. this may not have anything to do with it. And but. I mean, it's like millionaires believe yeah. that kind of a philosophy. Oh, yeah. Well, they, like, well that's, but that's the people who must right. believe it because there are examples of who to be. Right. I think that people make themselves feel better when they say there's a lot of black millionaires in the world. It's like there's a lot more people in the world. It's like right. if there are a few black millionaires, that really doesn't mean anything. But those people are very important. They're key examples of what you must subscribe to Jay-Z, Kanye, scary, Beyonce man. yeah it's really it's really scary but it's like people have to realize that that's done out of fear it's like you don't want to scare away any consumers <laughs> like keep Pharrell as neutral as possible that's why you say that he, he Pharrell's trying to stay neutral as being not pigeonholed as being black you're saying well yeah like, I mean who wants to who wants to incorporate all the doldrums of being in black and confused right now you know shit is kind of the, the, that's why a lot of people don't talk about the Mike Brown shit it's like oh I was actually with uh, Nelly and them when they were when that first happened and kind of watching how they kind of spoke about it and kind of Debating what side to take, and like, what are we talking about here? We're talking about Mike Brown now, like when when that incident took place, when what? he was shot, and when that okay. news broke. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nelly, the rapper Nelly, who's from St. Louis, mm-hmm. he, uh, um, like I said, he works he works on that TV show, Real Husbands of Hollywood. Okay, and I, and I happened to be there, and I was just overhearing how they were kind of feeling about it, and there was like a real, there's a debate about how to like. Because it's a hot button issue. I'm like, do you really want to like color yourself in that way? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, no, like I'm standing up. Black people had enough, and won't won't won't. You know, I'm here with Al Sharpton, and I got his hair greased, and I'm feeling good about myself. You know, do you want to yeah. do that? You know, what it's was a their, real choice. What was their take on it? Well, it's to not do that, to wait for the information and be, you know, as diplomatic as possible. You know, being radical on some black shit right now, I think, has a really interesting stigma, even in 2014. I don't know. You know, e- e- even as young people, I, black people I, are like you think, killed. You're saying you, you think that, that, that there should be more of a. Um, I was just I was riffing off of his point off of Raymond Simone. No, I'll take it. I'll take that. I think there should be more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there should more. Be. More what he- hesitance to act? No, 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 no. There should be more. Uh, black creatives should should be charging themselves with the responsibility when things like this are happening and, and to, to speak out to speak out and i and i mean when pharrell or or, or raven simone res- responds to these kinds of things by saying stuff like i'm not black you know that's that it's they like, were responding it's, to, it's like to mike insane. brown stuff well i mean maybe not directly yeah. but you have to you have to look at it like so mike brown happened two months ago right and then raven simone is on oprah talking about how she's not black anymore when race is such an uncomfortable topic now suddenly pharrell is saying i'm part of this thing called new black which isn't about um race da, 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 da. I, mean, I mean it just it just reads a certain <laughs> I mean, way when is, you look what is, at what is it, what does black mean to what you? does that mean exactly it's, i mean thinking about it's, that it's like what it is it's Roy what it, and I are about the same complexion yeah but he's it's not black. it's right but he isn't i'm not what does that it's mean a we, he colonial has, period class marker exactly you know I mean? and it's it no, still but, works uh, but but no it, it's more than that though it's it's more it's 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 an experience yeah. right when i say i'm black i mean i know what you've been through i mean i've 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 been arrested buying a sandwich before you know what i mean that's what i mean yeah when i when i say that and that's why it's so insulting to me when pharrell says i'm not black it's like Oh, for real? <laughs> but but, it, but yeah. it, it can't be only uh, based on 
you know, the, the negative experiences that come with it. I mean, there must be positive experiences not. that that's, come with it as well. That's why being in Hellfire Club is so important, because right. Rory is a black guy, and his interests are what they are, and his, his interests are very universal and broad-spanning. So and that's, yeah, that's so important to say that part, that, yeah, this is a group of some black guys who have universal interests and uh, not often are especially black rappers depicted in that light. But not pop, necessarily. Right. It's not, it's not going for your yeah. fucking purse. Right. right. Going, I mean, I want to go for the purse. <laughs> but it's like, it's just real shit. And it's, it's like really niggas, old niggas, you, you, right. you know, it's like, it's like, it's just a thing. Yep. It's not manufactured. No one has our money. No manager has us. Right. No one. This is just us. You know what I mean? And like, to me... In my, silly, in my silly career, that's kind of important. You know what I mean? No, but it's great. But what's really important is just the music and what yeah. you do. And like, Being you know, real with it and making what feels natural to you. Yeah, because right? it's like, I make music. I mean, we work with people of all demographics. And it's like, to me, it's mind-boggling that people can't identify with us or people I know. You know, so it's like, I think it's it's important to just... That you, you're saying it's mind-boggling that, that not more people... Identif- yeah, like like audiences. I feel like audiences they have those lines in their mind about okay, this is what certain people do, and rappers do this, and indie rock guys do this, and boom, 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 right. and everything fits in that. And it's what people don't people don't like to give credence to these ideas because they're ugly, but they're embedded in a lot of people. You know, people have these knee jerk reactions to certain things, and it's mm-hmm. like I want to really give. You know, it's it's important to me to kind of represent a way to be like to let people know that those lines aren't true you know what i mean and that you know yeah, we are I mean, it's interesting. you can identify with us also. i feel like we're i feel like we're subverting what i see a lot going on right now is a very interesting like sensitive rapper individual right like a young thug and i love mcconan but the song the actual currency what they make the art they make still sounds more or less like what was made you know, five years ago by people who were more aggressive or maybe more homophobic or whatever. And what I'm seeing now is, like, people just discuss these songs um, through the lens of this artist, right? So they know I Love McConan, they know his DIY past, they know he used to be in bands or whatever, da-da-da-da. So they write about Club Going Up on a Tuesday as if it were... That's who that is? Yeah. I like that song. Yeah, that song's good, but, it, I mean, it's not... It's not somehow like other, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's but pretty, people, pretty, people it's talk. Song. It's a great song, but it's not. I just mean people talk about that song like it has these qualities in it that McConan has as a as a human. Yeah. None of those qualities are in that song per se, though. But it people talk about that song. It's as different. It, I mean, different I'll way. tell you why it's different. I, and I listen to to sort of quote unquote urban radio, which is okay. You know, um, mostly in my car. And most of the songs on there, 90% of the songs on there, are about how rich someone is and how mm-hmm. great that is. That song, he's talking about, um, you know, he's, he had to work a double this past weekend and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I just, I just like it. He's, and it, it just seems a little more honest. And it feels a little more but homemade. It's... It feels a little more homemade than most of the shit on there. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh... And his voice sounds sincere. No, 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 no. I'm not attacking McConan. I just mean to say that I think what's going on right now, because it's 2014, yeah. is you can know so much about an artist, and then you can peep their songs through the lens of this person's identity and, and 
by doing so, ascribe it with way more interesting data than is actually in that song. <laughs> right. No, you're right. And that you're happens right. a lot. You're and right. so I feel you're like right. what we in Hellfire are doing is... You're trying the to get actual, that into the song. The actual song is, yeah. is telling you these things. Well, that's what I try to and, do And as trying well. to secede a bit from, you know, letting me as a human influence right. what this content is. Well, that's yeah. the goal, I think. That's what should happen. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because, yeah, I mean, someone like, someone like Kanye, mm. for instance, is very interesting to me. And I like his music. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> when you listen to his lyrics, they don't really say much. They're, 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 they're just money worship for the most part. And, you know, occasionally he'll some sort of social commentary stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's pretty vacuous it's, money worship. Yeah, it's funny. I mean... And yet I find him interesting because of what right. I know about him in right. the media right. or yeah. something. Would, but would people have listened to it if that wasn't in there? That's what's fucked up. Why is that... Why is now money worship the new... Um, love song or whatever love songs to money yeah that's well, like you know well with I mean with rap music it's like I don't know I think people like with someone like Kanye you can't divorce his genius from that it's like did he do that on purpose yeah there's yeah. a reason why you think it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's all marketing to make more money essentially him talking about money he knows that's gonna sell i just i don't see like when you see him in the studio what do you picture you picture this wild man yeah. being like wrangled in like no he's running the fucking show yeah he's yeah. flying people in. he's right. having people write very specific i don't know to me it's like it's all calculated with yeah, him yeah and it's yeah. like he has to do that for certain reasons to pull in certain appeals to create a certain aesthetic it's a it's all part of something you know what i mean it's like it's like at, like when people laugh at Kanye and like they find certain lines humorous. They sometimes people actually think that he happens upon those lines. It's like, it's like how can you think that? You well, know? it's interesting. <laughs> it's there was like, that article that recently just came out that was like Kanye West finally says out loud that the Bound Two video was supposed to be outrageous, and it's like you you didn't think a black guy was capable of that. Like you saw that video right. and. You know what I mean? Like that 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 was a news piece that people were like, "Oh, it was supposed to be ridiculous." That's I mean, he makes money off that I'm, off that nuts. off it's that race based pr- I mean, it's like it's like of course he knew that. He made it's it. Insane. They I mean, do you, like the the fucking the fucking list of people he works with. I mean, do you think he's like just runs in there ah and just leaves? Like no, he has meetings. I'd like to see but see <laughs> what what I would like to see is him free himself of the idea that he has to, t- well, you know, and I'm, of course, I'm, I'm inserting yeah. the, the, my my emotional self into yeah. into him, and you know, it's like I would like to see him talk about more more quote unquote real issues, mm-hmm. but that's from my own lens, I, of course, yeah. you know. But but and for him, maybe his real issues are 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 all financial, you know what I mean, yeah. and and. and Flossing or whatever that he that he talks about and, yeah. and does, and maybe that that is his real life. But uh, you know, a human can't can't uh, you know we don't live off off bread alone or uh, you know yeah. or, or cheese or bacon, right? Well, These are all our money words. Um, yeah. You know, we we need there's we need more more to fulfill us. You know, Not, but that that's a I'd luxury. love to see him. I'd love to see him. It is a luxury, but, a luxury. but I'd love to see him get out from under the thumb of, of that where he feels like he has to talk. I mean, he's on the top. He could but like, but talk about he, anything. But the poorest people love that music. I know, because all they, they want, think about they is, want. But more than they want is all they can think about is money. 
Right. You know, when you're that broke, that's all you're thinking that, about. You know what? That's something that's really hard to, like, explain. It's like, because yeah. that shit does annoy me in rap, of course, but I understand it most of the time because right. I'm with folks and I'm like, I get it. Let's get that money yeah, right yeah, now. Right movie. motherfucking that's now. Okay. I understand. But, but, <laughs> you know? but, 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 but that being said, those tropes in itself are an aesthetic approach you know also you know like that yeah with like a synth sound yeah. pitch down vocals that all means something sure. you know what i mean and it's like well it's it's like we're we, like we build slowly off of the music of the yeah, past so yeah. that's something that's been happening yeah. for the last 10 and, 20 years and it's know. some folk shit i mean a lot of blues shit is about the blues not having money you know this is just but there's a difference between your worries about not having money and gloating about having money to me that that there's a different feeling to that and yeah. one one feels feels real and and like like that like a song should be made about about that about the woes of not having money yeah. and 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 so you make art about it and the other feels like don't don't gloat about it just enjoy it yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoy it and and I don't know and it's it is a it is a, a trope like you say and and it's something that um we've gotten used to but you yeah. know I, I just well, like to see things shift I love you though and I mean I love his gloating I love I, I don't think we've ever I don't think we've ever been been able to see a black guy do that before. Especially that's, the that's way nonsense. It. It's been hap- that's no, been no, happening. No, 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 no. But he he he's crossed over. He's like truly in that highbrow shit, and he's still like crazy. So you're saying, I see. I have a black guy do it, and it to be for real. Because because in rap music, we've had. I just mean we don't have a black many years. Hard Richter. Right. You know? We mean, don't. Yeah. We don't I have mean, that. I mean, he, he so you, you put. Circles, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so you're saying him being a high art guy. Yeah, and still and still channeling these. But Gerhard Richter's from... not talking about what money he's making off his paintings. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, he is. have you seen Gerhard Richter maybe he painting? Does. I don't know. That documentary. <laughs> I did actually. Yeah. That, that's all that is is watching him get ninety hey, million dollars for right. a different guy right. painting on the canvas. But he didn't. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't probably make that himself as a way to to flaunt, I, you know. Well, let me let me share, yeah. let me tell you about I think the genesis of the boastful of the braggadocio. Yes, please. I mean, I mean that started from the beginning of rap, I guess. But yeah. it's not always about money. And like in my in in my personal sphere, it's like when you don't have much, and when you don't have the hopes of having much, it's good to champion what you do have. You know what I mean? And 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 celebrate it to an unusual extent. You know, I've been in those cases when I'm with my homies and it's like with anybody. And it's like, this is our shit. Guess what? This is the best shit ever. Guess what? This is the best shit it's ever been. You know, and you just keep right. doing that shit until it's just embedded in you that that's what's up. So I think a part of that I like spirit. That yeah, well, well, it's like when you look at rap videos and like a lot of rap videos don't have a lot of things, but there'll be a lot of people there. And it's like well, sometimes that's all you have. Yeah. Sometimes all you have is bodies and T-shirts and people there. Right. And it's like, people have to understand that there is a folk element in rap music and that... I mean, rap is folk. I mean, Yoni knows that. I know that. Deep, <laughs> deep, deep, deep folk. folk. A term coined earlier in the tour, deep folk. <laughs> I mean it's, I, I mean that in that it, it was... It's not intellectual music. It's not academic. It's music that started on the streets by people... That just wanted to t- talk about stuff, you like, know, like most American like, music. Like, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, Kanye's crazy, man. He's a crazy, complicated figure, and no doubt. people talk about him endlessly. I like, yeah, I, wait, yeah, exactly, and I, and we're doing it right now. But I, I like him a lot as well. I just I feel like there's certain things about him 
that I want to tweak. Obviously, no that's stupid, you know, for me to think that well, way. Well, I mean, that's what we're that's what we're here for. It's like I want to I want to see him be his 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 true self or something. Even though I know that, I just feel like he's too calculating. I think everything he does is fucking like calculated to to win. Yeah. And like, I want to see him let go of that and be able to embrace, uh, you know, himself truly. And let 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 it let that shine, yeah. and and not what he feels like is gonna sell. Yeah. Well, I mean, because he can afford it now. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I uh, I don't know what's gonna sell. Um, but I'll tell you this: leaves always sell. Yes. Yes. Leaves. Well, I don't know where we got with this conversation, yeah, but I've enjoyed it. We've touched man. on a lot Sorry. of different shit. No, this is crazy, man. It, uh, I feel like we're in a different good. place now. Yeah. Run a park, you know. You I know, and I hope those open air people. Talks. I apologize if the open air has disturbed you. If the, we, if that wind has come in and been noisy, <laughs> we apologize for that. But I tell you what, it's a beautiful day, and we needed to be outside and soak up some of this sun. So it, it's time for us to close up shop. I've been sitting here with Reagan and Rory in uh, Burnett Woods and Kenny. Who hasn't said a goddamn word. Shout out to Kenny Siegel. Kenny Siegel. Um, And uh, we're going to sign off. And these guys are going to do a concert tonight. I'm going to be down there. All right. Bye. (laughs) Say bye to these people. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Hellfire Club. Yes. Thank you all for listening. This has been The Wandering Wolf. I am your host, have been your host, Yoni Wolf. And uh, yeah, I, I, I hope to be in L.A. soon to hang with these, with these guys. So anything else? You can donate to me via PayPal.com. We're going to have more shirts for you soon. The, 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 on PayPal, you want to go to the, the uh, email address, thewanderingwolfpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit me up at that email address, thewanderingwolfpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what's up, okay? Let me know what the deal is. You can find me at Yoni Wolf uh, on any kind of social media. You can find those fools. They're very prevalent on social media. Um, they're, I don't. Yeah, I think it's Hey Milo, and I think it's just at Bus Driver. But don't quote me on that, but you can Google it. We have Bing these days. Bing it. Uh, and all right, I'm gonna let you go with that. You guys have a great week. Keep wandering. We got our first apartment and spent six months in the front room laughing. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Darkness was attractive. Dust in the cabinets, cause we could only afford paper plates, no napkins. Your mother reproaching us the repercussions of life with no ramekins. I learned to be a man again, I learned to be a mannequin, I learned to be a man again. In my mind, I'm the corduroy coon prince. From the outside, I'm more like a really dumb doofus. Rap albums made my face expand like lupus. Quit college, I never made it to a senior student. Cause I had a dangerous secret like Remus Lupin. That means I'm a scary fucking werewolf. Swear to God, I nearly blew my brains out on Tuesday. Safari Al taught me how to hide it like a toothpick. Now I'm eating dominoes with the lads on a Thursday. It's hellfire till I'm dead. That's not per se. Thank you.
like Eagle's dishes when I know I'm gonna feel weird. Cause I can't call them up just to say I feel weird. And family dollars, pots and pans rust too fast. And ask can I borrow his preamp and other doodads. Hey Mike, Rory here. Calling about that preamp again. There were 17 days where I only read Jean Genet. And before bed I only watched Office Space. That was a polarizing experience. Where do I go to be notarized? It's delirious. Tall and thin, built like an NFL punter. Couldn't afford cover art by Clementine Hunter, my nigga. Don't bend your past. Type of dude to beat you with a sculpture by Fletcher Mack. Point out how your aesthetic was totally lacking. See, what you need to understand Khan's notion of the sublime is that there needs to be an element of clear and present danger, something so beautiful it could kill you. Like if Kim Kardashian were to smother the life out of you with her enormous butt cheeks, that would be a truly sublime experience. So we can feel the blind here, it's clear We will not tolerate fear Maybe that's an outro, actually It sounds more like an outro I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy <laughs> Or something like that